Welcome to Slow American English, the podcast for learners of American English. I'm your host, Karen Tolliver. This is episode number 31, Coca-Cola. Before I read the article, I have two announcements. First, the podcast feed has changed. The podcast is now hosted on a new website and has a new feed. There will be no more episodes on Podomatic. The good news is, if you are listening to this episode in your podcast reader, you have successfully subscribed to the new feed. But keep in mind that to get new episodes along with all the old ones, you may have to resubscribe in your podcast feed reader. For example, if you listen in iTunes, you must unsubscribe, delete the podcast, and resubscribe in the iTunes store. Google Play Music subscribers do not have to resubscribe. Or you can always subscribe on the website at www.slowamericanenglish.net. Second, all the existing episode numbers have changed. Episodes 1501 to 1512, 1601 to 1612, and 1701 to 1706 have been renumbered. Now the posts are numbered from 1 to 30 in the order that they were published. New posts will start with 31 which is this episode. For more information and a list of the old episode numbers, visit the website at www.slowamericanenglish.net. And just a reminder, the transcript for every episode appears on the website at www.slowamericanenglish.net. And you can always contact me with questions and comments by email at info at slowamericanenglish.net. Now for the article, Coca-Cola. There is hardly a more recognizable global brand than Coca-Cola. And we all know the famous soft drink. Most Americans call it Coke. However, did you know that it was originally sold as a medicine? In 1886, John Doc Pemberton, a pharmacist in Atlanta, Georgia, came up with a drink syrup formula. It contained extracts of coca leaves and cola nuts. He named it Coca-Cola after the ingredients. Interestingly, coca leaf extract actually contains cocaine, which was not illegal at the time and thought to be healthy. Over the years, as the dangers of cocaine were discovered, less and less cocaine was put in the formula, and by 1929, no cocaine was in the formula at all. 
Pemberton's bookkeeper and business partner, Frank Robinson, registered the syrup formula so no one else could produce it. He even created the famous Coca-Cola logo, still used today, and the first advertising slogan, The Paws That Refreshes. Sales weren't very good in the first few years. In those days, Coke and other soft drinks were sold only at soda fountains, which were sections of a drugstore where people could get soft drinks and other treats. At the soda fountain, Coca-Cola syrup was mixed with carbonated water, much like automatic soft drink machines do now. Coke wasn't bottled until much later. Pemberton sold parts of his business to others, and then he died two years later. In 1891, a man named Asa Griggs Candler became the sole owner of the entire business, and he founded the Coca-Cola Company. Candler was a very successful business tycoon in Atlanta. He was even the mayor of the city, and many locations in Atlanta bear his name today, including parks and museums. He was a genius marketer and applied this talent to selling Coca-Cola. He marketed it as a beverage and as a patent medicine. He claimed Coke could cure headaches and fatigue. It was a controversial move. You see, in those days, large numbers of tonics, elixirs, and medicines were advertised as cures for a vast number of ailments. These formulas, most of which did not cure anything at all, were called patent medicines. People could buy them at a drugstore without a doctor's prescription. Today, we would call them over-the-counter medications. And, in general, because of better regulations, over-the-counter medications are more effective than in the past. Candler stopped selling Coca-Cola as a patent medicine in 1898, when Congress imposed a tax on patent medicines. Candler's marketing of the soft drink was wildly successful, and the company grew quickly. In fact, the Coca-Cola company has a tradition of hugely successful marketing campaigns, which have had a big impact on American culture. For example, one of the advertising campaigns in 1931 first presented an image of Santa Claus in the way Americans think of him now. Today, the Coca-Cola Company is the world's largest beverage company. In addition to the many Coca-Cola flavors, the company owns over 500 brands, including Fanta, Dasani Water, and Minute Maid juices. Worldwide, over 700,000 people work for Coca-Cola 
in some capacity. The corporate headquarters of Coca-Cola is still in Atlanta. Also, you can visit a museum called the World of Coca-Cola in Atlanta, too. It is sponsored by the corporation. Visitors can learn about the history of Coke and see many interactive exhibits, such as meeting the Coca-Cola polar bear and seeing the vault where they keep the secret Coca-Cola formula. Language note. The phrase soft drink means a cold, sweet, carbonated drink without alcohol. There are several regional words for soft drinks in American English, including cola, for drinks that taste similar to Coca-Cola, soda, pop, and the combination soda pop. In the South, some people even use the word Coke to mean any soft drink, not just Coca-Cola. That's the podcast for this time. Slow American English is written and produced by Karen Tolliver. Copyright 2017. Visit www.slowamericanenglish.net for a free transcript of this podcast. There you can also buy downloads of exercise worksheets, workbooks, and natural speed recordings. Just click on the Slow American English shop link. Subscribe to Slow American English for free via iTunes, Google Play Music, and any other podcast feed reader. Theme music for this podcast is written and performed by S.W. Campbell and used by permission. The opening theme song is Junie Says... The ending music is Beans and Dirty Rice. Find these songs and more music by this artist at www.soundclick.com slash S-W-C-A-M-P-B-E-L-L. This has been Slow American English. I'm Karen Tolliver. Thank you for listening.